Hello everyone and welcome back to M Square podcast and this is your host Anurag Manik. Have you ever wondered on how to write a book, how to become a successful author and how to make money by publishing your book? Then this author special series in conjunction with StoryMirror who have around 11 million readers, 100k writers, 8 lakh poems and stories on their platform in across 10 languages. Then this series is right just right for you. And today our guest is the author of the super inspiring book Anjanama Igniting Aspirations Mr D Chattanathan. He is an accomplished author of five books. He is an entrepreneur, a philanthropist and presents an inspiring fiction about igniting aspirations in his book Anjanama Igniting Aspirations. So without any further ado let's dive right into this episode of M Square podcast with Mr D Chattanathan. So hello everyone and welcome to M Square podcast. Today we have a very special guest in Mr D Chattanathan. Uh he has written five books. Uh one of the most uh, uh like we can say renowned authors in India. Uh we came across his book Anjanama that is igniting aspirations and we'll talk about his entire journey and how he's ventured into book writing and how it has been his previous journey prior to the book writing. So Mr D Chattanathan is an accomplished author of five books. He's an entrepreneur and a philanthropist. He presents an inspiring writing fiction about uh, inspire igniting aspirations with his extensive experience in rural and inclusive banking and post harvest space in agriculture and angel investing mr chatanathan's book offers invaluable insights he's a regular contributor on linkedin and he has given guest lectures at premier institutions making him an esteemed addition to the festival so uh, welcome mr chatanathan welcome to the show it's really a privilege to have you with us My today pleasure, yeah My pleasure to have an engagement with you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, sir, I wanted to understand from you. You know, like, uh, like you have an experience in the banking sector, and then uh, as an entrepreneur, as an angel investor. So, how do you don and you know don so many hats at the same time, and how like each of those journeys has been for you? Yeah, I, I think life teaches us a lesson. So, I have grown, right? So, it's almost four decades of experience I would put in, and. Uh, So at each phase of uh, life, uh, you had your own lessons, and you actually jumbled upon so many things. So that gave an opportunity for me to do so many things. Yeah. So, so which is the best part, or like, out of so many hats that you have donned, like, which has been the best part? The best, best part is to be a writer, which I keep telling many times to everyone. Right. And all other professions, you get fame, uh, uh, initially money, fame, and then happiness. In a writer's case, it's the reverse. You start with happiness, then uh, uh, get some fame. Then after that, okay. money, right? So, uh, so the bliss is in writing actually, because that makes you uh, irrespective of what you have to be happy, and you can live live various characters within one life, and that's the beauty of writing. Okay. So, uh, sir, like, I uh, wanted to understand more about your journey. How did it start? And you know, like, if we we can go back years down the line, so how it did it start for you? And like, how did you eventually venture into book writing and being an author? See, uh, I, I actually would state it's the reverse. I ventured into writing initially. Okay. Then got into jobs. See, when I was in eleventh, twelfth standard, I think the first fiction was written by me. Then though it was not published, which was called Life and a Knife. Mm-hmm. And I had actually sent a lot of poems to Illustrated Weekly. I vaguely remember that it was Jish Nandi, uh, the editor of Illustrated Weekly at that particular point of time. So he had actually referred these poems and said uh, that I should get groomed with Nazim Azikal and Kamla Das. Okay. But life had its own turns, and I uh, started uh, uh, getting into job uh, while uh, I was not keen to study. My father said study is the only asset which earns money. 
so i got into uh, agriculture uh, uh, my father made me to study that mm-hmm. actually in a way i am thankful to him because whatever happened good in my life is only because of that and uh, then after that i went to zuaria as a management trainee then after that worked with asian paints uh, then i worked as a tutor small string passage i had a, as a journalist then twice as a bank various roles and then as of course entrepreneur along with uh, my colleagues uh, Anand Chandra and Prasanna. Okay. Uh, so while we were working in ICICI Bank, we actually spotted opportunity in the rural space, and uh, that was the vision which enlivened us. And all the three of us actually started Aria.ag, which is now ten years old. Okay. And uh, I can proudly state this is the only agri-tech company which is profitable. Oh wow! And that is so amazing. So so you know, like you have had a fair share of experiences in different fields, and to you know, like you. So a lot of time, what happens is like we get into one stream of work, and then we try to you know st- stick to our entire lives for that because that is a comfort space. And you have been constantly you know challenging yourself and constantly changing the comfort space and trying to venture into something new. So how do you motivate yourself? You know, when you see something new, do you see it as a challenge or do you see it as an opportunity to grow? How do you you know perceive that particular thing? So there are two uh, two aspects to this framework. One aspect to this framework is I stuck on to rural, right? Okay. well there was a lot of charm uh, or uh, attraction towards getting into a global environment i i desisted from taking those things okay. right so um, i completely i stuck on to the rural environment because basically i wanted to do something in the rural space so uh, 70 80% of my career work has been in agri and entrepreneurship work continues to be in the agri space okay to that extent i am still operating in the comfort zone if you would want to talk about a comfort zone okay. right uh, with respect to uh, doing different things right i think basically it is a human attitude of what they want to do uh, now many a times uh, we feel that uh, uh, we should do only what we like and it circumstances doesn't allow you to do at that particular point of time what you want to do okay and at that phase uh, you need to be passionate about what you get and try to climb into an opportunity to do what you want at an appropriate time that's the framework with that with which i operated uh, so everybody will have uh, different views on to it yeah. and once we started doing it the, the, i'm getting back to your first question of how do you manage things right so once you have the ability to actually get passionate about what you're doing yeah. rather than saying what you wanted to do then the chances for you to get to do so many things happens naturally agreed yeah Uh, so, so you know, you were talking about agri tech space, and agri tech space is something that is currently booming in India. Even uh, like also post Shark Tank, a lot of uh, different people have ventured into it. People actually got to know that there is an agri tech space that you know that is not much explored upon in India. So, uh, what are your views on the agri tech space in India and how it is going to grow? And like, what are, have been your experiences in that particular field? See, the uh, agri tech space will continue to grow because the inefficiencies are much more in that space compared to any other space currently in the country, yeah. right? So, the more amount of talent uh, going into that space, I feel, is required more to do address the uh, food population issues, right? Because okay. the population will keep growing. You need to address more mouths, right? For example, if you were to just populate the population size, uh, currently we are at about one hundred and forty crores. I think my best case would be. it will stabilize around 165 crores or 170 crores in the next two to three decades and how do you feed them right unless and until productivity production increases uh, feeding uh, the, these many mouths and it's a similar situation globally also because it is anticipated that 
we need to move more more about 60% more production than what we currently okay. have so uh, i think uh, there is enough and more opportunity for the players to come in if they are in a position to address the inefficiencies in the system uh, by uh, involving technology uh, i think that is the boon which is happening in the segment because lots of technologies have crept in uh, it will significantly grow okay okay so sir, uh, you know like the, that is a very good insight into the agri tech space in india and like it actually shows that you are, you work with a vision on improving the agri tech space uh, also wanted to understand like how do you how you have taken that vision of yours into writing five books like and in a in a world where writing one book is a challenge you have managed to write five if you can you know shed some light on your journey as an author and how those uh, that journey of five books happened and like what are those five books about if you can See, else. I uh, see. As I said, that I I started writing at a very early age, but I put a full stop to writing for almost two and a half decades. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I did not write anything earlier. Actually, I used to contribute to some extent to the Times of India letters to the editor column on a regular basis. Even that, I stopped because I I just wanted to concentrate on my career, and I put my entire focus on that mm-hmm. for a period of almost two decades. Uh, then after that, uh, uh, I realized that. there is something left in me which i need to fulfill right so four five years back i started writing so initially actually the first book which i did was i started using actually my linkedin handle as a uh, notepad right okay. so i used to okay. uh, describe my experiences in linkedin wherever i had gone whom i met what is the learning i had so the first book is actually a collection of all the learnings which i had uh, during the span of around 20 years right in icici bank Uh, so that i actually put it as tidbits of corporate life and the poems i have been uh, scribbling around so i made it official and launched a book of poems called dollops of life okay. which is again okay. life experiences which are there the, the poems are actually mostly life experiences then the first fiction i wrote was my rights with sahab uh, which was about 3 uh, years 2 and 1/2 years before uh, then the second was anjanamma and the third is actually the crime fiction which i released recently which is the heel okay so sir i'm like if you if you can just delve a little deeper into the uh, crime fiction book that is there and anjanamma what it is about and what it talks about uh, see i'll i'll first talk about anjanamma yeah. so when i was in the rural space i found that uh, women are still downtrodden in the space and uh, people do not allow them to uh, uh, cross even seven standard 10 standard so i wanted actually to create a fiction setting aspirations for the rural girls okay. and that's the broad theme with which i constructed the novel so when i am actually doing that exercise i thought that uh, let me put novelty to it and bring in uh, the latest systems which are there that is robotics right okay so the fiction blended an aspiration of a rural girl how she did not even pass seventh standard in english and how she actually groomed herself to become and uh, make herself as one of the largest enterprises in the world setting up the largest robotic company in the world uh, so that's the way uh, one way of it second is that and the other character which i tried to bring in is that we are talking about uh, sustainability in agriculture right and we are talking about carbon emissions etc environment etc so the other character the hero character which is there in the film revolves around that how do you address those right so it's a blend of that and made into a nice little romantic story and um, it's a love story between two individuals okay okay that's that sounds very interesting sir and uh, then like uh, writing that story and then how did you venture into uh, you know a fiction crime crime fiction story how how did that happen i i 
actually, I'm not specified myself to write a particular okay. journal, right? So what I do is that I pick up some themes to write. So for example, my rights was with I wanted to actually put three learnings of mine into that book. Okay. And I wanted okay. to create a fiction around. So that's actually a, a, a lady taxi driver, lady taxi driver, aspirationally wanting to become a poet. And why she became a lady taxi? Because her father became incapacitated. Okay. How she actually comes in touch with one industrialist who's actually the owner of a paint company. Okay. And uh, then the uh, fiction travels through. In the fiction, there are three uh, points which I try to incorporate. Point number one was that uh, while uh, in playing cricket or learning violin, all these things, you don't go to traditional schools. You have prof- professionals who teach, so there are no certifications yeah. required. You you become a cricketer, right? So in the book, I have introduced a concept where uh, without going to any academic institution for studies, there is a learning institute which coaches you only to write books. Okay. So you don't need certification on how they progress. So I have created a, that institute in that book. The second thing which I, I, I put in that book is that uh, you go to orphanages now, right? So people uh, actually make, make them educated, etc., etc. But if they don't come into the mainstream, right, then it becomes difficult for them to survive. And yeah. again, they are into the same cycle of poverty, etc., right? So how do you actually make them as entrepreneurs? So the Sahab, the industrialist is there, actually takes a few of the orphans and develops a model of setting up industries for the orphans, right? And the third part is that many a times we try to introduce products through the boardrooms. Um, So I have introduced a concept of novelty by actually getting a feedback from the consumers how you can get new products. So these are the three lines which parallelly go in that fiction. Uh, that that's how the first first fiction my rights with Zark goes. So I pick up scene. For example, the next novel which I have picked up, which is probably Bedesamba Jan, I would probably coming in, uh, which which is uh, of hers and uh, of hearts and uh, hearings okay. a verdict. It's just about mother adoption. Okay. Right. So I picked up a theme. Now what is happening in in India is that lot of uh, parents, right, or though they have children, they are devoid of children because children are uh, staying abroad. Okay. Right. And uh, at a certain stage, they get into loneliness, right? And there are a lot of orphans who are there who have lost their parents, etc., right? And they're also living alone. Mm-hmm. So how do we create a blend and see that parental adoption is brought into the country? Okay. So that's the theme with which the next novel is coming in. That's a so very pick up a yeah, I pick up a theme and then uh, build a story around That's it. a very interesting theme. I'm, like, um, I'm hearing it for the first time, to be very honest. So I've yeah. not come across this theme, but it sounds very interesting. Yeah, I think yeah. People will like yeah. it. Hopefully I yes. release it in Jan because it's already gone for edition. Okay, okay, okay. And I think that is something which I've not heard of before. So I think that's a very unique and an interesting take to a theme that is there. And yeah. So, uh, so sir, like how has been like, you know, the your entire publication uh, journey, like how difficult it is to become an author in India or it is an easier version now, like back, you might have, you have been in this field for a very long time. So how have you seen that entire landscape change throughout the years? See, but initially, whatever people used to aspire to publish a book is now easy. Okay. Okay. So that part has become easy because you have a lot of online publications. So you can just go and do with Amazon, put your book. Actually, there are automatic cover makes everything. Everything okay. is automated now. So it's easy to publish a book, right? Difficulty comes in writing actually rather okay. than publishing. The second difficulty comes in if you want to make money out of publishing, okay. right? That's the biggest uh, difficulty, right? Because 
as an unknown person, if you're doing a book, see if you're a celebrity, people know you. So once you're releasing a book, it's very easy to get yeah. it marketed. Okay. A lack of books get uh, written, right, in a year. And in that lack, how do people ascertain that you're a writer, right? So the, the challenge is no more in publication, actually, because uh, you go online, if your script is ready the way you want it, you can get it customized and do it. Writing is a difficult choice because you need to have a choice what you want to write. You need to have a theme to write. Then while writing, many times you get into writer's block, whether if you're really passionate about you want to give a good produce to the market, right, to people to read. Then you get into writer block, you question, start start questioning yourself whether what you're writing is appropriate, whether people will like it or not, whether it is relevant to the society or not. Okay. Am I trespassing myself and writing it for writing's sake? So these are the questions which keep coming in the mind uh, continuously. So you need to overcome. The first part is actually difficulty in writing, but people who are capable of creating themes and stories, this part is easier now, okay. writing the story and then uh, getting it published. The most difficult part is if you feel that you want to become a professional being a writer and start making money, I think that's going to be the toughest task. Okay. Uh, because it's very difficult for you to get to a system, to be known in the system, sitting somewhere remotely, uh, to somebody to pick your book and start uh, purchasing it out. Even though your reviews might be good, uh, that's the difficult task. Okay. Okay. If somebody asks me an advice and say that, can I make a career out of writing? At least there's a struggle for five to 10 years, I would say. Okay, that, that's a long time. That's a long time. I think because the, you start engaging, then you start speaking about book because people then have to recognize you. And like, for example, how many people will be fortunate enough to get a podcast with Anurag? Oh, right? No, no, thank but, you so much. No, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just saying, yeah. so it's, it's difficult because see, you know somebody, you know somebody in the system. So I was fortunate enough to get into this podcast. Yeah. Right? So somebody who's writing, say, for example, the village I pick up in most of my books where I studied uh, Kasapuram, right, in Andhra Pradesh, some writer is sitting there. How will somebody know that so-and-so is there in that particular place and writing a book? Okay. And for him to travel this path, he need to address, go to various conferences, present himself to the papers, etc., etc. Or one item has to become so viral, right? Yeah. Uh, which travels around crores of people, yeah. then uh, the possibility is uh, high. To make money, I think, in uh, publishing as an author, it will take at least minimum of five to six years for you to establish and make money. Okay, that's a very unique intake, sir. Like, sorry, a very unique point. People might say, see, people will give different opinions and they may say, people who would have succeeded might come and say that it's very easy to make money, but I feel that uh, yeah. that takes time. So if somebody is getting into a job seriously, I think they should give the gestation of five to six years okay. uh, on themselves to say, okay, after six years, I will actually start uh, making, making money. money. That, that's such a wonderful, uh, you know, input, sir. I also wanted to understand from you, like, how is AI impacting the entire publication industry? And like, is it going to impact it a lot? Or is it just going to die down just a phase and it will phase out after some point? Yeah, I, I will not say AI will die down. Yeah. See, for example, there are lots of tools which have come into the market for various things. For okay. example, when computers came in, People said that so many jobs will be lost. People aligned themselves to the computers, right? Mm -hmm. Now, today we are happily uh, doing a podcast because of the, uh, the uh, innovation, innovation which has happened, yeah. right? So AI is one more innovation, which in, if effectively used, so many things could come up uh, in future, yeah. right? For example, let us look at writing part, right? AI will not come and tell a theme. For example, the theme which I told you that I'm talking yeah. about, this adoption as my next uh, theme for the book, right? 
AI will not come and tell to me that this is the theme which is going to come next, right? So you need to create a storyline for yourself and start doing it. AI will help you in terms of uh, uh, enabling sentences if you if you put in. Okay. So the ability to use AI for the authors will actually translate to create more works. Suppose if somebody would have actually been writing ten books in say ten years or twelve years, that if he has idea and theme. His ability to write four or five books in that ten years will increase substantially. Okay, so that's the way I would put in uh, as per as AI is concerned in writing. That, that, that's that's actually a very uh, you can say in a professional input. Like somebody who has been in the field can actually give you that input because on the outside you can say this is going to happen, that is going to happen. But to actually listen it from the person who's been there Absolutely. and observe. See, for example, Grammarly, right? Yeah. Grammarly is a tool which is there. And it's being used as a tool, right? Yes. So just because Grammarly has come, it, it doesn't mean that somebody in a school need not teach, teach grammar, Agreed. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is an input which is there. It self edits. For example, Google has released now uh, automatic mail uh, uh, mm-hmm. answering, yeah. right? So it will save a lot of time, and this gives ability for you to think and do so many things. Now you ask me, how do you do so many things, right? Yeah. These once you start using all these tools, the ability for you to Actually, go around and do things will be easier. That is actually true, and that is if you if you leverage AI, you can do a lot more work in a shorter Absolutely. time, and that Absolutely. is something. So uh, you know, so like it's been really great to understand from you how your journey has been, how you went on to write those five books, and uh, uh, you know, like how you have actually adopted uh, the different the different time zones you have been in, and like to adopted it in your writing capabilities and in the way you write also. So, what has been your biggest learnings, uh, sir? And like, what are the major challenges you have faced in your entire journey, and how you have overcome them? See, uh, it's a very large question which you are asking because challenges at each points of time uh, would yeah. be. If we can, you know, take up three challenges that you face, or one or two challenges that you have literally felt, you know, this is something which I felt might not yeah, overcome. See, it. life has been uh, uh, challenging for me right throughout because I came from a small place, yeah. so I would not want to put those challenges and dwarf myself by saying that this is what because it's been only challenges, okay. right? Uh, right from stage one to stage two, stage two to stage three, it has been twelve. The only thing which I I keep telling people is that uh, you become fat, fat in the sense not physical. Okay. I say uh, when you said three challenges, I'm actually giving three attributes for you to succeed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you become focused, okay. right? Uh, and you become attitudinally positive, and you become a teacher under taught. Taught I am using as a noun rather than as a verb. Okay. So if these three elements are there. Irrespective of where you are placed, in whichever stream you are there, right, uh, you will succeed. Okay. There is there is uh, there is no uh, doubt about it. So, if you ask me, these are the three mantras which I have used whenever challenges have come. So, there would be many situations where I would have lost. For example, in one of my uh, uh, articles which I wrote about silly strokes, I was talking about my experience. I came from a small place. Suddenly, I moved into Bombay uh, to corporate office, right. I was asked to do a presentation. Okay. I'm telling how small or silly things could happen in life, also. So I thought making a presentation means in Microsoft going and making a PPT, right? Okay. So it was a large meeting with directors being there and head of corporate banking being there, and I was asked to make a strategy presentation. This was my first presentation mm-hmm. in life, and I was making it to the biggest people yeah. in the organization. Now I did not know that when I am actually putting a PPT, I need to speak. Okay. So. I actually flipped, and I got the presentation cleared by head of corporate banking. He probably felt that I would actually speak. Okay. So I was just I I was not aware 
it has to be spoken, right? So I was just flipping slide one, slide two, slide three. None of them asked the questions. At third slide, my head of corporate banking realized that this guy is uh, not confident enough to speak. Mm-hmm. Fact was that I did not know. It's not confidence. Okay. I was a debater, all India debater, okay, right? Yeah. So it's uh, the question was that at that particular point of time when I made that first presentation, I was not even aware that I should speak. Oh my God! And at the third slide, actually, my head of corporate banking said there is. It looks like there is some technical glitch, and we aborted it. Okay. Next day, of course, uh, the MD of the institution called me. Uh, he gave me a piece of advice, not in the negative sense. Mm-hmm. I'm talking in the positive sense. Then he asked me why you did not speak. Then I told him the fact. Right? See, I, I actually did not know that I have to speak. Okay. So, uh, so that's why I said that by uh, saying challenges. Yeah. Uh, it'll be too difficult for me to say what are those challenges. Life everywhere has been a, a roadblock, has been there every time. Only thing is, as I was fat, uh, I could overcome this. That's a very unique principle I've come across and never heard of it before. So, you know, to have uh, hear it from you, like, speaks that you have not only, uh, like, you know, like a lot of people give bookish knowledge that you should do this, do this, but you have actually gone out on the field, you figured out ki, what will work for me you know, might not be the same for what has worked for others. So I need to figure out my own ways on how to tackle these situations in life. Absolutely. And it will be different for each because each of us will have different things. I'm telling you, you know, it's not the inability to speak. Actually, if you look at that event which I was describing to you, it is not my inability to speak. It was a fact I was ignorant that I should Agreed. speak. Right? Yeah. I mean, like that is the kind of challenge which some people might not be even aware of. It can be a challenge. No, for because a... all are actually studying now in yeah. academia and they are making presentations in the institutions itself. Yes. And when I joined ICSA Bank, actually I had not operated a computer. Right. Okay. So I came in uh, in that. So the only thing which I told to the people who interviewed me is that between... Ability to operate skill and passion. I said, if if given a choice, I would actually prefer passion than skill because skin, skill can be developed yes, anywhere. Yeah. So that that's how yeah. it is. So, sir, you might have you know uh, employed or taken in multiple interviews. So you know of people to hire. Is there any incident that stands out with you? You know, like this happened, and this is something which is very rare to happen with somebody. So that stands out in your entire journey or experience. Now, I off the cup, I am unable to recollect of. Uh, Things like that. Okay. But yeah, one uh, incident was there uh, when I felt there were two people sitting and my boss and myself, I was interviewing a person. Uh, the person was a little bit uh, 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 rude in his tone okay. Right okay. When, when he was uh, being uh, interviewed. Okay. Right. Uh, my boss realized that it is his tonality rather than rudeness. Right. Oh, okay. So uh, I was hesitant to uh, take him in and he was supposed to come into my department actually. Okay. Uh, but it turned out that he was the best guy with me. So what I'm trying to do is that some inherent qualities which are there, behavioral traits which are there, uh, need not be always seen as negative. Uh, That's the inference which are there. So, uh, so how do you identify, you know, like between a candidate who is more passionate towards, so there are, I, I have, what I've realized is, you know, very difficult, yeah, very difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult. So most of the times we compromise and go for skill sets rather than for passion. Okay. Because in the 15, 20 minutes time to identify passion, it becomes very okay. difficult. Yeah. So all of us as human beings generally have the tendency to prefer a skill set than passion. Okay. Because passion is very difficult to identify. Okay. But in any place, if there are uh, signals, right, in the career growth which you have seen, uh, that somebody has exhibited passion, right, 
then for example in anjanamma right uh, uh, the story which i talked about my yeah, novel yeah. right in that she fails in seventh standard right and she becomes a topper in seventh again after failing okay so if those sorts of incidents are there in a in the biodata or in the resume right then you can pick up those threads to figure the passion okay otherwise in the normal course when a resume is actually uni- unilinear right yes. it doesn't depict yeah. anything of that nature to identify passion it becomes difficult if anybody has experienced him or her right uh and there are uh, recommendations it becomes easier okay okay that way because then you know that suppose you trust me as an individual mm-hmm. and somebody has worked with me earlier you talk and say that whether she is good okay uh, then if i am referring and saying she is good then definitely there is passion yeah okay that way yes yeah so that references become easier yeah. then but uh, within 15 minutes it's difficult yeah Oh, yeah. so it's been such a nice conversation with you know to understand about your experiences that you shared and the challenges and the methodology that is a fat methodology that you you know actually taken to tackle the situations in your life and it is quite inspiring so, you know every conversation i try to take something out of it and you know take something with me when i go back and i think with this conversation i'll take out that fat methodology that you know you have explained to you know keep i've been reiterating wherever yeah. it is possible anurag because that fits in well to any everyone and uh, in any any Yes, yes, sir. So, sir, uh, you know, thank you uh, so much for sharing your expertise with us, sharing your experiences, sharing your stories with us. And uh, before uh, you know, we sign off. Usually, have this section where we call the words of wisdom. So, if you, you know want to share any of your experiences or any uh, thing that you want the people to, which will make their journey easier to the people who are going to listen to us, what would that be? Only two things which I will say: busy man always finds a time; lazy never. Okay. and if something has to be reminded to you it is not in your priority oh okay that that, that is so nice that is so nice so that i'll take that not there are two things that i'll take away from this interview is that my pleasure yeah yeah uh, thank you so much sir for giving us your time it was an absolute pleasure to have you with us and you know to uh, talk to you to have this conversation with you uh thank you so much for giving us your time thanks thanks anurag thanks for hosting me thank you Thank you so much for listening to this episode of M Square podcast and we would like to thank our guest Mr D Chatternathan for giving us his time and sharing his journey and stories with us it has been really inspiring and we got to learn a lot from this conversation of ours with Mr D Chatternathan if you know someone who wants to become a successful author in India and wants to earn money by publishing their books definitely share this episode and our last two episodes with them which were with Mr Ratan Keshwani the author of the book check in and never check out and an amazing episode with Ms Premnatha Punia and her book borders bridges and belonging definitely check them out and if you like our work do share it with your friends and family and do follow us on Instagram for all the live and the latest updates at anuragmanik7 and m square podcast also do not forget to subscribe to us on youtube at m square podcast and if you are a fan of the show the freelancer andeki or the movie ludo we have something really exciting coming up for you so do not forget to follow us on instagram for all the live updates and with this I would like to say as we always say until next time stay quirky stay different and this is your host Anurag Manik signing off